Talk Soccer Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back again with a very familiar co-host who's been on this podcast countless times now. He's becoming, again, we always say this, he's a Vettia regular. He's mm-hmm. a main mainstay in the squad. You know, he's picked on the coach week in, week out. Larry, say what's up to the people. Whoa, 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 whoa. We out here, we out here, we out here. I know you thought I was going to do something, but I see, I tricked you, I tricked you. You, you tricked me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean, whoa? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Did I start off wrong? Like, no, 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 we go, we go, we go. But I want to commend you for that start to the to the podcast because it was very smooth. I see that you've definitely made a lot of progression in recording this. I told you. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I see that, I see that, I see that. After, what, yeah. 70 tries, <laughs> 75 <laughs> attempts of doing this, yeah. I'd like to think I'm getting somewhere, you know? No, no, no I think you're getting a little a little somewhere. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I'm trying, yeah. to get into, trying to get into the podcast sauce, you know? Yeah, I'm trying, yeah, to, trying yeah, to get my, my, my big ladle with the soup and get the podcast soup into the bowl, you know what I'm I saying? I got you, I got you. I heard that. But uh, yeah, Nari's back on the episode, ladies and gentlemen. I know you guys love him. You miss him. He is back. And before I continue, make sure to download, to subscribe, to follow, do all of those lovely things. Just show you know, show your support for the podcast. It'd be greatly appreciated. The podcast is continuing to grow. We're reaching a very big milestone. 1K downloads coming up very, 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 very soon. Incredible. And I mean, it shows me how much, you know, how much, you know, just in life, when you put time and effort into something, you can reap the rewards from, you know, being persistent and being consistent with your efforts and you'll see some, some benefits. So really, really grateful. I really appreciate all the love, guys. I honestly, I can't, I can't thank you guys enough. It's been a, a huge, a very just wonderful and long journey, but I'm really enjoying it. So. Hold on though, before we get started for real, how how far are we away from one like, K? Like twenty two. All right, I need twenty two of y'all to really start. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And any of you guys that really appreciate this podcast, if you appreciate my brother, if you appreciate me and you're listening, please support. Please support. I know a lot of times I want to speak to this real quick, lad. A lot of times people are like, Yeah, man, I'm gonna check it, I'm gonna check it. But you don't understand that one download, it goes a long way. That listen. It goes a long way. Like the small things for creators, it it really means the world. So if you have a moment, if you have five, ten minutes, like everybody has five, ten minutes at some point in the day, especially if you really we rock all have with the us. Same twenty four hours. We all have the same twenty four hours, man. What are you gonna do with it, man? We rock with you. We keep making these episodes, putting in work. He puts in a lot of work behind the scenes on this stuff. So you know, definitely make the time. 20, 22 downloads away from one k. It's a milestone, and there's just way more in store. So let's get to it. Amen. Amen to that shit. Sound like a church prayer, man. That guy sound like a, he's like running a sermon. Yeah, <laughs> so I appreciate it. I appreciate you have to it, put the amen and you know make it all, all, all crazy. You know, know yeah. kind of make it holy again. Yeah, you know man. Yeah, man. But anyway. uh, onto the real, you know, the nitty gritty, the real meat and potatoes and the gravy and the fries and the and the cheese curds. If you know, you know, mm-hmm. that's Nari's favorite. One of Nari's favorite meals. But anyways, yeah, this episode is going to be about the kind of the Premier League prediction, but not like the league table, more so like the particular stats, like, you know, Golden Boot or like Manager of the Season or, you know, who's going to have the most clean sheets, most assists, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Nari has some very interesting takes. I mean, this is the home of the most controversial football to, football takes in all of the football world. And yeah. of course, Nari's back again with some more heat, some more spiciness, you know, like muy caliente, it's back again. Yep. Typical Nari. Without any further waffle, let's get straight into the list. Starting off with the Golden Boot, the most interesting thing, the top goal scorer of the Premier League this upcoming 2022-2023 season. Nari, who is your Golden Boot winner for this upcoming season? My Golden Boot winner is, you know, none other than Holland at Man City. I know that in the preseason, he's, he's you know, looking a little, little shaky, you know what I mean? Not really hot yet, more so lukewarm to be modest. Um, but I feel like once he finds his form, he'll be dominating the league. And especially given the fact that I find in the Bundesliga, uh, it's definitely not the same caliber of play, but those are a lot, you know, bigger guys. Well, actually, maybe not, not, not so much, actually. There's a lot of big dudes 
in the Premier League. Hey, don't freak out on that. But you know what I'm saying? But anyway, though, I just feel like he's going to do some damage this season, is what I'm trying to say. So I, I got Holland. I agree with that. That's not a terrible pick. Uh, for me, my golden boot winner is, is actually a player that I would literally never say. Because if you guys know me, you know how much I hate this football club, how I really dislike this player. But it is what it is. Harry Kane is my golden boot winner. And the reason why I'm saying this, because Nari and I are going to have two very, very interesting takes this episode, which I'm very much looking forward to. You guys should be as well. Mm-hmm. Because I actually think Spurs are going to do very well this season. And the fact that Conte's now had his, you know, he's going to have his first real season with, uh, with Tottenham, you know, from the beginning, preseason to the end. I expect them to play very, very well. And from what I know, Conte gets the best out of his strikers. You look at Diego Costa at Chelsea, he was really good there. You look at Lukaku at Inter, he was very, very good there as well. Mm-hmm. And I expect a lot from Harry Kane, who again, who want to bounce back from a bit of a, a low and kind of off season that we saw at Spurs last season with Nuno Espirito Santo and then obviously Antonio Conte. So for me, I think maybe Kane will score maybe I think like 27, 28, 29 goals, something around there. The Holland shout for me is not outrageous, but I think because it's his first season in England, we might see him struggle a little bit in the beginning. But once he hits that form, you know, very dangerous things can happen. You didn't mention uh, the Egyptian king. He, but a lot of people have said he was going to be the golden boot winner. Man, forget Mohamed that guy. Salah. Forget that guy. Forget that guy. Much ratings and respect to him as a person, an individual. Yeah, he's a he's a very very the very most global. ratings the. No, no, most. Really, really, he's as a, as a human being, yeah, forget even athlete or what he does in, for the world of football or sports in general. But on the pitch, I couldn't care less. Say less. Moving on to the coach of the season. And funny enough, Nari and I actually have the same manager. Yeah. Well, I mean, for one of us, this is obvious because one of us here is a Liverpool fan. So if you know, yes, you know, indeed. you know who's a Liverpool fan, you know what he said. Exactly, exactly. We got Klopp. Jurgen, Jurgen Klopp. Klopp. Exactly, exactly. No, I really feel like they came too close last season to not go for it this time around. And um, You think he'll lead them to glory? To win yeah, I'm going to come back with a vengeance. And I think, or maybe this is my optimism speaking, but they're not going to err on the side of luck this so much this season. Because last season, a, really a lot of games was, you know, like, you know, some twinkle toe type magnificence that just wow you know like twinkle toe reminds you like a bedtime story which is like a fable you You see the the trail i'm going on yeah yeah man it's just it was a lot of stuff where it's like wow like as if but you know only liverpool but this season i think they're going to be more strategic and uh execute more on the game plans and i'm really looking forward to it yeah i think club's going to spearhead a very special liverpool team and to be honest given how long he's been there you know he really knows the club inside out now and he knows his team inside out so the signing of nunez the signing of uh I think I signed one other guy as well. I don't remember now. But the main signing of Darwin Nunez is going to make a big difference for Liverpool. And I think Klopp's going to find a way to get the best of City. We saw it already in the Community Shield. I know that game is obviously just a you know, stupid preseason friendly, you could say. But I'll be honest, Liverpool looked very dangerous. And it is only a game early in August, which normally means nothing. But they look like a team to be really be reckoned with. Like they were last year, but I think they really, really could push like to the point where I'm thinking they could just overtake the league like they did in 2019, 2020, if I'm not mistaken. but Or 2021, whatever the year was. But um, let's move on very quickly to the Golden Glove. And, uh, I mean, now he has a very interesting take. You see, this is hot take number one of the episode already. Oh, hot, 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 We're jumping, dive, we're diving straight in, no Trey songs, and already this yes, guy sir. has a hot take. Yes, sir. Golden, it's Golden Gloves, right? It's a Golden Glove. Most clean sheets. Yeah, Alfonso Ariola is my pick for the Golden Glove here. I believe he's a West Kent... West Ham, West Ham goalkeeper. <laughs> West Ham goalkeeper. That's that's correct. Yeah, yeah, West Ham keeper. I just remember him because I seen him in a couple performances, and that guy he put his all out onto the pitch, and he was really acrobatic. I mean, it's hard not to be as a goalkeeper these days because the training that they get is so intensive. But 
Um, he just seems to me the type of keeper that, you know, hard on his sleeve and will not quit. You know, playing for a team that is subpar, I think that he'll, you know, he'll rise up. They'll still be bad, but he'll do his part. Yeah, you think that he can be the reason they, that they don't lose games because obviously clean yeah. sheets means minimum a point. Yeah, that, that, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm trying and to if get. If you at. have them winning most clean sheets, keepers often get around eighteen to like twenty something clean, like twenty two, twenty one clean sheets mm-hmm. in a season. And if he's to get that number, West Ham are, will be looking really dangerous. And we've seen him at Real Madrid, we've seen him at PSG, we've seen him at some team in Spain, and then, then again with Fulham and now with West Ham. And everywhere he's been, he's always been better than the first choice keeper. And uh, he often is, he's often, you know, outperforming him from the stats and also just even the eye test. You can see he looks more comfortable. He's a very confident goalkeeper. A lot of keepers, we notice this nowadays. And I know, Nari, you're going to agree with this. I mean, look at the keeper that was in net for Nantes. And, I mean, he's playing against PSG. Fair enough. I'd be scared too. But <laughs> the keeper for Nantes when they were playing in the Trophée des Champions recently when Messi and Neymar kind of oh, tore them to shreds. Yeah, and you were saying yeah, how the yeah, keeper, yeah. Abin Font looked so, you know, looked, looked kind of disgruntled. Starstruck. He yeah, just looked starstruck. Didn't like, handle the moment. He looked as though he had been watching Messi his whole life and then today was the first encounter he didn't even speak to Messi ever once before like he was going to meet Messi on the pitch right when he was staring him down trying to score um it really appeared that way in that game and he made a lot of silly errors it was either that or the game was fixed which it could be as well which we've spoken about you mentioned that many times yeah people know you for for being that way now for like mentioning the the dark side of the game you know the dark arts listen somebody has to talk about it and only at the sds power do we really get into the real thick of things so you're welcome that's a good point but um yeah just back to the point of uh you know Ariola, and i just think he's again again, another french keeper but he really really reminds me of like a a younger and more a smaller version of like a you know like a Keylor navas who in his prime and his pomp as we say was really really good my uh Keeper, the keeper I think is going to win Golden Glove is Alison Becker from Liverpool. And no, you guys know me, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but I have to call, I have to be honest, that Liverpool fan, English, that Liverpool defense is looking extremely, extremely like well knit and just so defensively sound. Like they have that natural, and just this, Van, when I look at Van Dyke, if I'm playing in the defense with Dan Van Dyke, I tell him, yo, let's get rid of the two fullbacks. You and I will defend the four, the four attackers on our own. We don't need any other defenders. Me, you, and Allison, we're winning the games. All of them. Because Allison and Net with the Van Dyke, you know, influence and I don't really like Joe Matic. People think he's okay. Whatever. Yeah, I don't but think he's that good. I don't rate him either. But Trent, we know we can't really defend either. No. But Robertson is a great defender and Van Dyke is a great defender. And Allison is an excellent goalkeeper. His one-on-one saving ability is arguably the greatest I think I've ever seen from a keeper. Genuinely, every time a team has a breakaway and then, you know, they slip Liverpool's defense, which is quite common because Liverpool play a very high line. So they're often exposed to those, you know, in, 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 in the balls over the top and you know, through balls in behind the defense. And Allison is immediately there to throw at the striker or, or to block the shot. Like, I'd say about at least 60, 70% of the time, which for a keeper is extremely high in terms of statistics. It's one of the best in the world. He's really, really good. A very intimidating goalkeeper as well, which you need to be when you're trying to scare off the best strikers and players in world football. Now, when we come back from the break, we'll be looking at the many, many things. First of all, the uh, the most who's going to you know win the award for the most assist? Who's going to be the underperforming player, the underperforming team, and who's going to be the the best signing of the summer as well? But now, ladies and gentlemen, back to the top assister category. Who's going to win the? I don't even know what the word. I think it's the call it the, the player with the most assist. Let's just say that for simple simple terms. Nari, who's your player you think is going to get the most assists next season? I got my boy Coutinho with getting the most assists uh, wow. next season. 
hold on, hold on. Throwback. That's a whenever you say that name, I always think about that one episode. Yeah, that. it's one of the best episodes we've made for sure. Oh, Even actually, honestly, years. it is. It yeah, is. It in hindsight, is. it definitely is. Like that was really ahead of its time. You know. Remember, we were talking about Aston Villa and the yeah. just signed for them like maybe yeah. two or three days before the January transfer window and you're saying, watch, he's going to be... And very, there was no good. hype around it because people forgot about him. Nobody mentioned it. <laughs> That's actually crazy. He plays for Villa. He's not playing for Manchester United. Yeah. He's not playing for Liverpool or City. Nobody... Yeah, nobody said anything. Nobody said anything. But I do think oh, he'll yeah. get the most assists because I think... Yeah, Villa will... Um, I think they're going to perform better this, this season. Same. They have a really good team. They have a really good team. A lot of sleeper players. Leon Bailey. I was just about to say, Leon Bailey, hopefully he won't be on vacation this time around. He was with Sterling recently. And, I mean, it is preseason, but he might do it again during the season. So yeah, man. He seems to be very comfortable, you know, anywhere but the pitch. Honestly. He's already uh, going to go to cool the kicks. The hospital bed. Go to cool kicks. <laughs> yeah, and kick game, you know, those the different like... Yeah, man. The guy, guy turned it... Athletes and celebrities going to... Turned to a celebrity, man. You know, I, I guess because, you know, when he made it to the premise, like, you really you really up. Because when he was playing for, what, it was uh, Leverkusen? Leverkusen? Yeah, yeah, I guess things were hard over there, I can imagine. And then he made it back over... To England. And, you know, the the pounds are hitting, you know what I'm saying? The, the GBP. Yeah, GBP is, is, is P, you know? Put, push and pee. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that meme in a while. It the just new one to... I've been using is the Andrew Tate slang. I've been saying top G a lot recently. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. <laughs> so we need to say Leon Bailey's a top G. Yeah, yeah. We'll say, we'll say top G. Top, top G shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but man. anyway, man, I no, think coming back to Coutinho, though. Yeah. yeah I'm I, expecting to get like roughly, what, like 10, 15? Ah, uh, man. You know, I'm actually, I'm not very you know, up to speed with the numbers because I haven't really checked the stats in a minute mm. in anything. But let's let's go with a calm a calm fourteen. Yeah, man. I, you know, honestly I wouldn't put that but I wouldn't put it past them. I think the yeah. fact that he's gonna have a full season back again in the Premier League under the Gerard and we'll know the system. He'll be able to combine with the players that he's obviously very he's gonna be now familiar with. Mm. And we know how good he is. We always talk about again in that episode which you guys should listen to we spoke about how he's basically cracked the code in the Premier League and how he's been able to kind of, you know, dissect and be able to dismantle nearly every defense that he comes up against. Even against uh, Manchester City on the final day last season, he did score a fantastic goal. I know they lost the game, but he was, again, extremely influential. And I expect that influence to continue for Villa next season with him getting a lot of assists. I, I obviously didn't have him as my top assistant, but I can see why you put him as a very respectable um, candidate, candidature. Or what's the word? Um Prospect? Like, yes, thank you. Or the potential that he could be that that, that person. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a player that I never shut up about. This is getting boring now, isn't it, guys? I was talking about the same guys back and forth over and over again. But let's be honest. These are some of the most underrated players in the Premier League, in my opinion. And his name, and he's going to be top assistant this season, for me at least, is James Madison. And then you're going to say, but he doesn't even get into the team for Garrett Southgate. Bruv. Nobody gets gets into the team for for Gareth Southgate. He wants to play defenders and defenders only. Defenders FC. Let's play Maguire. Let's play Trent. Everybody. Let's play Reese James. Let's play the whole defensive you know unit of the England squad on the pitch. No attackers. Which is why Madison's not in the team. But from a purely you know intelligent and IQ ability, Madison for me is one of the smartest players I've seen play in the Premier League at least of recent years. Whenever I watch him, I'm like, he makes the pass that people on TV watching the game from a you know bird's eye view will make. And that is a skill that only a few players have. Coutinho is another, one, another mm-hmm. one of those players where you can tell where he knows where to play it even before the ball's reached him. And he knows where the ball, the way to pass, which is another big thing. The way to pass is so crucial. And people always underestimate. That's probably why Xavi and Iniesta for me are so good and we're so good. Wow, 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 wow. I want, sorry. Not even no, to break, not even I'm to on break, the rant right now, but go not on. Even, no, no, not to break. I just wanted to, to big up for that because that is really, 
something that we need to speak more about the weight of the past wow i don't know why we never i never thought of speaking about that before but that is key man extremely key that is key yo like that is something that that makes or breaks the whole past. You can make the perfect pass, but overweighted, you may as well have never made the pass. Exactly. What it is, is it's an instant tur- turnover of possession. Yeah. Just giving the ball away. Basically. Wow. Not no, only man. that, but the reason why I like Madison so much too is because of his, you could say his weird, like, not weird, but the pigeon toeness in a way. But yeah, because he has that. that. Fact, we need to make that, that episode about that, man. The bandy-legged players. Yeah, yeah man. Like, I know. They're, they're, they're different for real, man. But just to the point of the waiting a pass, another thing, a part of a, that ammunition, a part of that arsenal is the ability to, to kind of pick and choose. It's like when you have like a video game and you want to select like which weapon you want to use. That's like Madison here where he's able to say, I want to send a long ball. He'll ping the long ball. I want to send it outside the foot. He'll ping the outside the foot. I want to play that, you know, cute little, you know, reverse pass. He'll play that ball. Mm-hmm. Left foot too. And when I see that, I just say like, what can't can this guy do as a creative ten? Not not you know his his uh his his limits and his ability they're endless. Like he has so much pros- um potential and and natural skill that when he just perfects it, which I think he's gonna do now, he's getting at an age where you expect him to. I expect a lot of big things from Madison. Talking about maybe like 10, 11, 12 uh, assists, top, mm-hmm. top assist her. I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. And now on to underperformer. Of the player first, I mean, uh, I didn't put a player, I actually put a team, but I can think of a player while Nari talks about his underperforming player of the season. Go on, Nari. My underperformer player of the season has to be Zaha. This is a funny one for many reasons. <laughs> it's just funny, as is, if you know, you know. But it's also to do with the fact that, like, this is a top-tier player. Like, let's, let's be real here. He's very good. But He's a very good player. The fact that at his big age, he's still getting flustered and letting... Is is tempered get the best of him is very alarming, Extreme. extremely extremely alarming. Like Agreed. this doesn't make, that makes no sense. Now it could be with the fact that he's playing for a very frustrating club like True. Crystal Palace. Like that, as you guys may have heard from me say before, if you're familiar with you know my voice and my my character, so to speak. Crystal Palace is one of my favorite teams solely for the name. But here's the catch: if you play for this team and they're shite as they are right now. It's very embarrassing to say you play for a team called Crystal Palace and you guys don't win games. You got to win games when you play for a team like this. This sounds like a video game or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So You know what happens a lot of video games where you give yourself a very good, prestigious and cool name? Nah, but you suck. man. It's always unbeatable like... Unbeatable is FC. It's like, it's bro, always, you guys lose every match. <laughs> You're unbeatable. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> it like, make any sense. Bro, you ever class get... Class on grass. Check no, this No, bro. Class in school. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Class... Bro, you like, yeah, bro. Just go... You need to get some class to play on the grass. You know Please, what I'm saying? man. But for real, man. though... Check this out. This is a nice one for everybody, too, that doesn't necessarily watch footy. They'll appreciate this. You, ever, you know when you go through your followers and you see somebody named like like beautiful betty and you're like yo say where she must be at i can assure you she is not beautiful bro <laughs> i can tell you right now listen man the amount of times yo, yo as, yeah and sometimes yo sometimes it really begins to be like yo it says like bad girl bad girl sierra and you're like yo she gotta be bad huh and it's anything but that so it's one of those things just with the Christopher's name is what i was getting at but you know just to come back to footy once again yeah zaha is my underperforming player for the season solely off the fact that unless he's fixed his anger issues yeah i don't see him really doing any real uh damage once again i remember i made a point in one of my old episodes you guys can go listen to this as well i feel like i'm plugging like there's no tomorrow i feel like we're just thinking no 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 plug this shit i'll keep plugging though i'll keep plugging away Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But I remember in an old episode I made, I was talking about how Zaha needs to see a therapist. And as soon as that happens, we'll see the best version of him, you know. And as soon as he's able to kind of rent out his feelings to someone and get out this anger, we see him continuously showing on the pitch. Then maybe he might be able to, you know, replicate that success onto the onto the pitch. Yes, what I'm saying, man. You know what I mean? And I felt like uh, for Zaha, like you said, his his temper and his and his anger it often stops him from being as good as we know he can be. In my opinion. He's one of the best one-on-one players I think I've seen in the Premier League as well. Like Easily. Every time he's a one-on-one, he beats the man. 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 It's it's pretty ridiculous, I have to say. Like I and watching Crystal Palace, like you said, with a great team name, and their team is very, very uh predicated upon his ability, upon his his allure, his skill, his traits, his flair. And if he's not playing to the level that we expect him to, which happens a lot, and he often gets bookings and loses his his mind, Palace as a team play poorly and they, they kind of drop their level. Yeah. So if he if he's the They look away, to him, yeah. You're suggesting he will. Palace won't be that great. If he doesn't play well, the team doesn't play well. Hashtag bring back Bolasi. By the way, I mean, that's another <laughs> plug too. Another episode coming out talking about Yannick Bolasi. So be to be ready because I remembered mentioning him at Crystal Palace. Goaded, by the way. And it's unfortunate he left the way he did. But anyways, on to my underperforming player. And which for me, and I know, I know Nari may not like this because he's from East Sao. He's from Brazil. I'm, I'm nah, sorry. Nari. I, I get it. But I have to say, the Evertonized Titanic FC. (laughs) Richarlison. (laughs) I just just have to put that out there, man. He's gone to Spurs for 60 M's. And I'm going to be real, unless, I mean, it is possible Kane or Son pick up an injury, so he probably will play more than I expect him to. But the reason why I have him as my underperforming player is because I don't think Richarlison is the player that I thought he was when he was first at Watford a couple or three or four or five years ago. And at that time, he was really unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And I know he scored goals for Everton. I'm not denying that. But I don't think in this Conte system, he's going to be the same player we, we thought he was and was expected to be, you know, previously. And I, I also think, too, one thing we don't talk about a lot or enough in football is game time and repetition and minutes and familiarity with playing consistently in the, in the starting 11 means a lot. That's a big deal. To come in and out of a lineup all the time kind of stops your momentum. Everybody knows that. Yeah. You agree with that, don't no, you? No, no, yeah. Not to cut you off. Yeah, 100%. I That's agree. what I'm saying. So when I see Richarlison and I'm like, bro, like, you're going to be in a team though where you're going to be playing second fiddle all the time. You're not going to get those consistent minutes. Everything they relied on you to be their savior. They literally said you are, you know, the, the what's it called? I forget the, uh, Father, the, Christ the Holy Redeemer. Ghost. He's Christ and Redeemer. What do you say? Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that too, man. Well, he's Christ and Redeemer that you have the statue in Rio, you know, in Brazil. He's literally the savior for Everton. And at, at Spurs, he's just going to need, just going to need to be needed as a, used as a, as a kind of like a, you know, a throw in when you need a, you know, replacement for one of the other uh, wingers. Just to rebut that very briefly, um, I will say though, he has the habit of performing at a higher level in the Prem than he does internationally. So, to, to refute your point. That's a good point. That is true. You know? I I just feel like at Tottenham, man, I mean, you again, it's similar to Everton and you know, maybe Manchester United. They're sinkers. Either you bang there or you don't bang. You look at, you know, Bergwijn. Yes, I know he scored those goals against Leicester City, but he's now Ajax for a reason. Either you bang as a winger or as an attacker or you don't, you know? Mm-hmm. He could, but I don't. I think I think he might not reach the level we, we people have, have expected him to. Right. Now on to the underperforming team. And I mean, Nari's actually going to speak about the team that I was just talking about. So Nari, you can go ahead and take the, take the reins, take the floor on this. You know, actually, this is before I had, you know, done any homework or research and before hearing you speak about this club because I kind of take it back. 
But just because of their unfortunate heritage, I'll still say it. Yeah, and say it, yeah, the underperforming team is Spurs. <laughs> this is let me. Spurs you know what? The Spurs. Like I just said, they just have this bad luck about them, where despite the odds, the cards rather being on their side, it's like that one in one hundred chance that they lose, it'll happen with this team. Like it, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's in their culture. It's ingrained in their ethos. Yeah, for at least the last two, a decade and a half at, at this point. And I feel like it has something to do with. And I mean, obviously, this is not entirely true, but you know, just for to be facetious, has something to do with the fans. You know, like I feel like the fans are really one foot in, one foot out when they come into these games where they're kind of on the edge of their seat. You know, to say if they're gonna beat the rush for traffic just to leave the game early. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't really seem. It just seems like a very a team that's like. Just, just not all the way there when they're playing the game, you know. They, they oftentimes I find they play for a good sixty to seventy minutes. The last twenty minutes of, of almost every Spurs game I've watched, they don't. They seem extremely disinterested, whether they're up on the score or not. Like they don't. They seem like oh, okay. Well, put in my hour. You know, it's like they clock in and clock in, uh, clock in, clock out type of thing mm. going on. So that's why I said them. But I, I do that. think that you know, with Conte there um, from the beginning of the season, as you had just mentioned, to really give them the ideologies and the mentality that's necessary to, you know, execute in the new season. It should be some changes, but we shall see. We shall see. And I mean, what I really don't want, and I want to say this now so that when I listen to this at the end of the season and I come back and do an episode reviewing like our, our takes, I want to make sure I say this now. If we are, well, if we are wrong about this whole thing about Spurs being bad, I just want to say, Stephen, future Stephen, I told you so. <laughs> because it's possible that Spurs actually do end up doing really well and they end up winning a trophy for the first time and who knows how long. But um, just I still don't think it's a terrible thing to say because as, as we know right now, Spurs is still Spurs, you know? Mm-hmm. But my underperforming team actually is Newcastle. And I know probably people, a lot of people are probably saying, oh, but that's a bit obvious, isn't it? But I mean, the Newcastle hype train last season was crazy. Yes, they signed Bruno Guimaraes last, last season. I know he was very good. I literally said that on this podcast, he'd be very good. I, I, I will hold that, hold that down until the day that I die. I told everybody before he left that he was going to be fantastic. What's happened? He's been one of the best players in the, in the Premier League since, since joining it. Right. But the thing is, I don't think that a team that has Alan St. Maximin, Chris Wood, Ryan Fraser up front is going to give you that zest and that, you know, firepower that you need to be consistently winning games or even picking up points consistently in a 38 game season. And a lot of people have the expectation that Newcastle are going to finish in like seventh, sixth, you know, uh, fifth place or whatever it is. And you guys can check out this episode. More plugging again. I did do an episode again explaining my or giving my predictions for the Premier League table. And I had Newcastle, you know, a bit of a spoiler, but I did not have them in the top 10 or not in the top. Yeah, I didn't have the top 10. Let's just say that. And with that in mind, it just tells me that, I, I mean, at least from my point here, that I don't expect them, I don't expect him to be as good as people expect him to, and I think that with Eddie Howe, who's not a terrible manager, but he's not a tactician, he's, not, he's no Guardiola, he's not going to get you the uh, the success that you're expecting. So that's I a great that's point. Something. And to add to that, very quickly once again, with Saint Saint Maxim is the, the dude Saint Maxim. Yeah, this guy, crazy feet, twinkle toes to a T. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the thing about, and you just said it, how their 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 manager isn't very tactical. This is what they definitely need because. You see, if you get that same same guy on on a through ball, it's over. I'm no 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 no. Over is an understatement. Like that guy is is a force to be reckoned with. Every time he gets to dribbling, it's he's wreaking havoc, no matter who is around. So two, three, four players doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But if they're able to to get him in behind the final third, or at least you know. Yeah, just ahead ahead of the first the first two fullbacks, if you will. Yeah, in the middle third. You know what I'm saying? 
then he could do a lot more work than he hasn't because a lot of times he's creating his own opportunities from deep, from like yeah, from his own half, you know, from, yeah, from his own defensive third, and having to it's a waste the, the gears to get to the finals. Yeah, it's it's a waste. It's a waste. It's a waste. It's a waste. So I agree. Yeah, that'll definitely be their downfall if they don't address that. A hundred percent. And now the final part of the episode, and I think this one's going to be very interesting because it's two South American players, both new signings for their club. And this category is who's going to be the best signing of, this, of the season. Mm-hmm. I'll go first this time. You know, I'll, I'll finally get myself the reins. I have Julian Alvarez. Now, if you guys haven't heard of him, because neither have I, I'll be honest. I didn't really watch much of River Plate, you know, for the last couple of seasons. But I just, I remember he had like 54 goals and 36 assists in like 120 games. That's like a goal and assist a game nearly with that ratio. Something ridiculous like that, like almost a goal a game minimum or like a goal contribution rather. And I just, for me, I'm getting serious Aguero vibes. Serious. Like, I mean, like this is like a duplicate of Aguero again at Manchester City. He's that good. And if you don't, you don't see it, if you don't, Believe me, wait until you see it. You'll believe me then. I promise you. Scoring against Liverpool in a very, very, you know, forgettable game. But I'm telling you, this guy is next up. This uh, Julian Alvarez guy. Really, really good player. I haven't seen him play yet, so I'll keep an eye out for him. But my signing, can you guys guess? Wrong, wrong. Nunez. What's his first name again, though? Darwin. Darwin Nunez. See, yo, forgive me, y'all. I be knowing what I'm saying, but I just don't be knowing the names like that, you okay? Reading, reading the back of the jersey, not the, not yeah, the, not the yeah. whole player board bio. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Forgive me, forgive me. But Darwin Nunes, this is my dog. What, what country from again? See, I'm bad, though. Uruguay. Uruguay, huh? Mm. Uruguay. He's you know, Suarez he, and he, he never really started, though. He's new. He's new. He's, he's yeah, new. that's he's what I'm like about to say. Because I, I always have eyes on, on Uruguay, but... No, no, he's a new to the. Yeah, they have a, they have a Suarez and Cavani and other strikers. They don't play. They yeah, used to play these guys yeah, before yeah, they played yeah, him, yeah. and they will continue. Obviously, B might come in soon. So this, I'm letting you guys know. And yeah, despite you know my prefacing, which was so poor just now. Once again, forgive me. That's funny. Um, this is a guy to watch out for. I'm letting you guys know right now. So I know. Yes, I'm. I, I sound crazy. I'd be saying all type of wild stuff, but you guys know you can trust me. Darwin Nunes is a player you're going to want to watch. This is one of the most hardworking, most clutch players I've seen in a little minute. Like, this guy just come out of nowhere. Can't look at Randy Orton slithering. Oh, watch, like out, watch, out, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. And do the most. Like a meteorite. He, he just came up and blew up the earth. Yeah. He, just just he, even the fact that I'm saying that, yeah, I don't, don't remember him being on the Uruguay national team and you know what I'm saying? You, can't even, you, don't, you, you don't even remember where he's coming from. It's like born identity. Yeah, that's what like I'm saying. Matt Damon, just keep changing identity. This guy just be pulling up, man. You know what I'm saying? Jason Bourne type thing. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he's really going to be a force to reckon with. I'm really looking forward to what he does yeah, with Liverpool really this season. Um, when he finds a bit of form, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to the team. I think it'll actually be a good fit now that I think about it again. Yeah. Yeah, he will be a good. Yeah, player. I think I think it'll be a good fit, especially because as much as Liverpool do have a system of sorts, they do very much rely on just individual brilliance from time to time. True. And he's definitely one of those players. Yeah, Diaz. Yeah, definitely one of those players yeah, that can cool. contribute to that. So, Agreed. very very promising. I hear that. And the final thing I want to add before I end this episode, actually, is one player I want you guys to want uh, one player to watch. I guess another one, a part of this you know whole segment that we're doing here, is Jared Bowen from West Ham. And now, 
I'm going to go on a bit of a quick spiel here, okay? Because I know nobody shows that much love to West Ham. And obviously, me as a Chelsea fan, why would I? They're opposite side of London. I have no interest in them. They play football that's a bit, you know, redundant and backwards and very defensive-minded. And it's going from set-piece oriented, all that stuff. But I just want to say that Jared Bowen is a top, top player. And I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely mean like if he's to have a breakout season, it's going to be now. I know he had a good season last year, but I expect even more. A next level of, a next, you know, a new gear, like a Pikachu to Raichu, a next evolution of, you know, of, uh, of Jared Bowen. And a team that doesn't really favor attacking players. And he consistently scores goals for them. And he always scores the goals that nobody expects. It's the ones where it's like, oh, you know, a keeper should be saving this. And then boom, he scores. It's, and he does it all the time. And I, I just want to make sure I get that out there and mention. I just think Bowen is really, if he doesn't get injured, hopefully, if he's fit, he's going to be very, very dangerous. That's all I want to say on uh, Jared Bowen. I don't know too much about him myself, but I, I'll, I'll just watch your take. I'll watch your take. Please, please. I, I do know that he, he does be putting it. He does be. He, he do be. He do be. <laughs> he do be putting in work, you know, when I have seen him play, but I don't know enough to really speak on him concretely. So. Cast just judgment. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening as always. This has been the Steven Talk Soccer Podcast. And before I end, as, as I always say, make sure to like. Um, it's not a YouTube video. Make sure to subscribe, to follow, to download. Make sure to leave a rating on the show as well. A five-star rating, of course. That'd be massively appreciated. Make sure to share this with everyone that you know that loves football as much as we do on this podcast. And, uh, you know, now you want to see something? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I want to add. If you find any part of this podcast or any of the podcasts that we have released entertaining a, a certain quote that more than likely I've said because I really be the one to say the wild That's shit true. over here. That's where the controversy comes from. Yeah. Please quote it, quote it, put it on your story, tag Steven, tag myself, not Nari on Instagram, and we'll put it on the story. We want to engage with you guys a bit more, you know? We're like, 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to start making clips too. So they're going to be clips on Instagram and on other social media platforms from the podcast. So if you don't have the time to listen to the whole thing, there will be definitely segments that you can start to hear. So yeah. keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. It's not going to be the whole 30, 40 minute spiel. I know a lot of you guys will enjoy that. I've been told, but I'll make sure the people I want to hear just quick snippets, they'll be there as well. So stay tuned for that. Definitely. Definitely. So yeah, make sure that, you know, you keep an ear about any quotes. I know I'll be saying a while, so feel free to quote it. Feel free to get at me. Ta- to yeah, man. Yeah. Talk that, talk that grease, you know, say what you need to say. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for it. I'm here for it all. So let's go. But yeah, so as always, you know, come and pick up a jersey. The squad is getting much bigger, much deeper. I can see the club getting, uh, you know, a bit too sizable. Might might need to start sending some players out on loan. <laughs> but uh, I had, you know, the ever-present and ever-enjoyable um, co-host Nari with me today. I, was really, I really appreciate his, him coming back. I hope you guys did as well. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. It's been it's been a long time. You know, for I'm sure. really looking forward to this World Cup to really get for into sure, some for more sure, for sure. consistency and rhythm. This season is going to be, uh, it's gonna be a while. going to be a while. I can feel it. I can taste it. So I'm looking forward to it as well. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys for listening. As always, we'll we will be back shortly. At least I will. Nari, not Nari will be too. But I'll be back again shortly to do more episodes for sure. So you know, I'll catch you guys for now. And uh, goodbye. Be easy. But uh, moving on, and when we come back, we'll be looking at the uh, the most assists as well as the underperformer, the underperforming player and team, should I say, and as well as the uh, the best signing for the club. A uh, club is will make this summer as well. What's up? You can say you can speak. You didn't say Allison, did you? Know? I'm Frost. Okay, I'll make sure I'll say that now, <laughs> and then I'll cut the other yeah, part yeah, out. That's 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 what I was saying. I'm no, like, I don't think you, I don't... Hey everyone, are you enjoying the content? Please be sure to leave a rating and a review, and to check out my other episodes. If you're looking for more Steven Talk Soccer content, you can find me at STS Pod on Instagram, at Steve O Talks Footy on Twitter, and at Steven Talk Soccer on TikTok. 
become a consistent starter in the STS squad.